Welcome to the Grow Zone, real-time adventures. With Sarah Hübner, the communications adventurer, and Kerry Temple, the outdoor adventurer. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Grow Zone, episode 11. And today is a very exciting day for us because the Grow Zone has gone live. You can now hear us on all the different outlets that um, play podcasts. And we're very excited about that. And we're hoping to record regularly and to add episodes regularly. Anyway, on to our topic. Today's topic is cycles. And by that, we don't really mean bicycles, for bad joke. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like one of mine. (laughs) (laughs) It just offered itself. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Kerry, what do you think of when you hear the word cycle or cycles? Well, apart from a bike ride, um, I think of a, yeah, a circular process, really. And it could be on so many different things, like you have a cycle in terms of the year, because we um, obviously travel 365 or 366 days around the sun, which is a cycle. And we also have a every day as a cycle because there are 24 hours in it. And we see it also through the air and the outdoors, through the seasons. So you've got those real physical cycles. And then you have it on, I would say, a more, yeah, a more maybe emotional, spiritual level that you have cycles of life in terms of your um, cycles that you go through in terms of, of, of age and um, also cycles maybe with projects, with activities, I'd say even journeys. Um, I would do a lot obviously with team building. There's cycles to that too. So yeah, there are so many different things about cycles and that's why I think it's a really exciting topic to talk about. And I'm really curious to also hear about how yeah how it how it fits in um in your yeah in your line of work and yeah your philosophies as well sarah <laughs> mm. yeah i think what you just said also shows the size of cycles like there's small ones and bigger ones and there's circles i looked up where exactly the word comes from and it, it comes from greek via latin via old french And it originally means to revolve or move around or circle, wheel, any circular body. So it's such a nice word because it's so visual in some ways. And at the same time, we experience the cycles too. And I sometimes wonder if I dive into storytelling, how cyclical that is. And stories generally are cyclical. However, in our Western terms, we talk about beginning, middle and end, which shows about our understanding of time, which is linear. So we have a beginning, a middle and end. And the, at the end, you may be at the beginning again, or you may be somewhere else. And it also 
in that respect, like this uh, beginning, middle and end and it being more linear to me shows that it's a chosen excerpt it's of reality. It's I choose the beginning, I choose the middle, and I choose the end. Whereas I think with something that's truly cyclical, like seasons or a truly cyclical story, there's there wouldn't that wouldn't be an artificial beginning, middle, and end because there couldn't be. Like the chicken and the egg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought yeah. of that as being cyclical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. I see your, I see your point that that actually for a story that I think that's a cool. That might be a really cool thing in terms of a like if you think about a work of fiction or a book or a play that actually we are just seeing a snapshot, aren't we, of something? And obviously there was a time before it because you're setting the scene before it, and then afterwards. That's the exciting thing. You can almost. I always think that with um, this is maybe going a bit off track, but. I really like it when maybe I don't like the end of a film that I can make my own ending so the cycle continues in my own head. So you, you're showing a need mm-hmm. for the cycle almost. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess for a cycle, yeah, what I would maybe perceive to be the end of the cycle Yeah, to continue. I, I actually know quite a lot of people who, especially in teaching like with students, who get really annoyed when a story doesn't have an end. They, oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. open ended. We have this need to complete the cycle, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's interesting too. That I, I mean, I read earlier this year. Oh, it wasn't earlier this year. We're in twenty twenty one. It was actually last year. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm still on that cycle of twenty twenty. Um, I read. I did read a book last year, which was really interesting, all about technology and our you know, how actually it can be really addictive and the tricks that are used actually in in technology and in actually getting us hooked to technology. And one of the tricks that they use is, is the fact that, that we as, as humans, we like to have a loop. So we like to have that that ending. And there is, And they gave examples of, there are some songs, for example, that if they don't finish, they can be really, they're the ones that stick in our heads and can be really irritating because there's not a logical end to the song. I can't remember the example of that one. But another example is one of the reasons why Netflix is so addictive is that they they really play with this psychological need for us to have an ending and they will always end episodes on a cliffhanger so you go on to the next episode because... They know that we're, you know, that we really can't resist leaving something where there's not a light, not a, um, where the story's incomplete. And actually the trick against that um, is to actually stop watching in the middle of a, an episode. So if you know that you can't resist just <laughs> watching episode after episode, you just get up and um, do something else in the middle of the episode and not... Don't wait till the end if you really know that you you know you need to get an early night and not binge watch a whole series. Then that is the trick. I don't have a problem because I've fallen asleep after ten minutes of watching TV anyway. Yes, uh, I don't necessarily fall asleep after ten minutes, but I tend to fall asleep after a certain time um, <laughs> in the day, or depending on how uh, tired I am. Um, so my question is: Can we be prisoners of cycles and? Am I, are we freer if we don't get caught up in a cycle? I think it's actually, I think from a, like, from my perspective, I think it's really in terms of nature. 
Um, I feel like I'm becoming the more that I work that I do within nature. And especially this year, I've been doing a wilderness education course where we've looked a lot at cycles and na natural cycles of seasons of the moon and also uh, it, how it also relates to our lifetime cycle. I actually think the difficulty is today we're a step away from these natural cycles and actually embracing cycles and being aware of cycles and understanding maybe where you're at in a cycle. It gives you a, maybe a bit of reassurance of where you're at in something to self-reflect and see, take a step back and see the benefits of where you are in that cycle and use it to your advantage so that you're using, yeah, so that you're recognising whereabouts you are, for example, in, in the spring. I think everyone feels in the spring. You almost feel as the days get longer, you have this big lease of life that you want to start, just start getting out, being active, and you have more energy and using that. Whereas in the autumn, it's kind of the reverse. You start feeling the need to, yeah, to maybe go to bed earlier, to just do less in the evenings and to take on less. And you're also feeling, you know, you feel more tired. And I think actually, rather than think, oh, I wish I could do more and try and make yourself, you know, try and do everything that you would maybe do in the summer, is actually to recognise, no, this is autumn, this is the season and... I'm going to slow down a bit and, you know, and the days are shorter, I will do less. Yeah, I think that's a, a way that you can use the cycle to your advantage so you, that you feel that you're looking after your, your well-being and how you can deal with this. It doesn't necessarily fit with the business world, maybe, or in some businesses, or maybe this is what businesses might need to look at as to how they use their workforce in a way that could fit with these cycles. And I'm sure that I'm sure there are studies on this. Yeah. Again, I'm wondering how much we're speaking really from our point of view, because there are countries where the seasons are a lot less pronounced. And I noticed that with my partner who is who grew up in Australia. And for him, in the northern, more the northern part. So The cycles are very, they, they aren't as strong and he's always yeah. fascinated by winter and how strong it is and then also complains at times, but then embraces it. And and having lived and escaped two countries during winter when um, when it's cold in wherever I was living, I, like, I always wonder what is it like if you when you live in a country where it's warm the entire time or kind of the same <laughs> yeah, the, all true. year round? How does that affect us at the core? And I, because I feel that I experience and live life so much more uh, consciously because of the seasons. Like when it's winter, mm -hmm. I may have a moan about it being cold, but then I also... I am noticing that it's cold and I'm, I'll dress accordingly. I'll adapt my life to that. And in summer, I'll enjoy the long evenings and my life changes and I make the most out of the warm days. But if it's always warm or if you're from part of the world where it's always cold, I'm not sure. I haven't even thought about that much. But, that, um, but if it's always warm, you don't have to make the most out of the day. <laughs> The no, daylight no, that you have. No, that's a, and that's a very good point, Sid. I mean, it depends very much. Obviously, that that doesn't make any sense to say to someone, "Oh, you know, adapt to adapt to November <laughs> in a different way than you would adapt to March," when they're both, you know, 
they're both the same. But I imagine that that's a different a different kind of cycle. And actually, that's made me rethink, gosh, that would be how that would be. Because actually, I just love, I love, I love all the seasons so much. And it gives me so much, I think I get so much pleasure out of the changes in the season. Um, and I love that cycle because it throws a lot of variety out and it makes me question like, what would it be like to have like a whole year of living without that cycle where every day is the same? <laughs> yeah, maybe some of our listeners can mm-hmm. share their thoughts. What are your thoughts? Have you experienced both? And if you've lived in a place for a longer time where there's only been one season, how has that affected you? Yeah, no, that's a really a really good question. Please let us know because I think that is a really, yeah, really important point. And is it something that you, if you have a comparison of the two, is there one that you prefer and over the other and a reason for it? Mm. I'd like to also go back to what you were saying about businesses and cycles and the mm-hmm. artificial cycles, I guess, human cycles, because that's probably where you can find yourself more in a vicious cycle or if it's a non-beneficial cycle or addiction, that could be something that's that's not a good cycle to be in. And how does that work? I'm throwing up a lot of questions, I think, today. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, Sarah. It's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I would find it... I, I, I don't feel I can fairly comment on, an, on addiction, really. I don't have the level of experience to, um, to make guesses um, as to that. But I think in terms of business and cycles, you have, um, yeah, a lot of different potentials. You have this, the cycle in that you've got the, the cycle of, of teamwork and colleagues working together. And um, if you've done anything to do with um, with teamwork, you know, you know that, 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 that you go, the teams go through different cycles from the, from the, the, oh, the forming, the storming, performing stages mm. and also any kind of project is you know the planning the the delivering the reviewing the planning so you have full stages of of, of, of a project cycle and um I think that's yeah that's also um something that businesses I'm yeah will take into account in some ways I just wonder whether they also think about how um yeah in terms of people's psychological and in terms of the well-being how that supports how they support that part of it within the cycle yeah i think companies and businesses that are more aware of those cycles that we go through that people go through they are more able to adapt and to work with that if they don't take that into consideration then that won't reflect well it'll show itself and how people work um i'd like to also look at cycle in respect to first of all once we've gone through a cycle like let's take seasons Mm -hmm. so after winter is before winter so we're always, if it's cyclical, we are always yeah. going round and round. Mm-hmm. There's never a beginning, a middle and end, as I said. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, are we? am I the same person at the beginning of one winter and then the next winter? How have I changed? The same with stories. Like once I've 
read a story, even if I've or seen a story, experienced a story um, as a player, improviser or theater maker, am I the same by even repeating that story? And I mean, every story is the hero's journey. That's a lot of people argue that. So there's always the same cycle. And why do we always tell stories again? And what's the point? How much does it change? I personally, I think, like, I believe in those cycles, yet I like spirals. I think Yeah, that's, I was going to say that. I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. We're, uh, it's I can a see spiral. It with your, with, listeners, you can't see, but Sarah was drawing a nice spiral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm quite a physical person, too. <laughs> Yeah, because every time I revisit a story, I'm at a different point in my life. It's a different mm -hmm. time. So we can never repeat a cycle completely. It'll always be different. And I think as a when I was younger and a young theater maker, I always wanted to do something different and have something like plays should be very different. It shouldn't be the same. And it wasn't until I participated in a project in Eastern Germany and we worked with the this African musician, drummer, storyteller, and where I learned a bit about African drumming, where you have a rhythm and you need to establish that rhythm first and then there'll be a sign at some point that breaks the rhythm and or signals there'll be another rhythm. And that's when I realized that, yes, you need to have a rhythm first and then you can break that rhythm to go to something else. If you don't have a rhythm, mm -hmm. then there's nothing... I think you're lost in some ways. Yeah, that's a really interesting point in that the cycle is not necessarily it's not necessarily fluid, like the thought of it, it's all kind of linked, but actually there are points in a cycle that may be more tricky than other points in a cycle, in a life cycle. And it may, it's um, so in that, uh, yeah, so yeah, exactly. Wait, you've got choices. choices to leave. yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's it. And I think it makes you think of, so in doing my wilderness course, we've looked a lot at the medicine wheel, which is, was basically a belief from the indigenous North American people. And it was basically like, it, 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 it integrated all the seasonal cycles and everything, but it also incorporated your life cycle. And um, also with the times, times of the day and at certain points, there are certain points on this cycle where really, there are big crucial points. You have your formation years, teenage years, where you have that almost um, finding yourself, your identity. Then um, the point where you're almost midlife, midlife, and then actually find you know you've, you've you've gone through maybe the other the cycle of yeah you've you, you've found your identity, you've gone one way, but then you're going into a later cycle of life and having to find a new identity with yourself and that also is a, a disruptive phase I mean we call it midlife crisis and all of that but um you know it's it's it that's a point a point of disruption and they're almost the points that are on if you were thinking of it as a compass that you're at southeast um southwest and then obviously later like later in life but across across the medicine wheel you have you're at opposites to the other side of the cycle And that's where you can grasp wisdom and support from other people at other points in the cycle. So, for example, young people would be supported by the elders that are kind of diagonally across on the other side and, um, yeah, likewise on the other point. I don't know if that, um, 
that that about all. But I, I I feel like there are points in our life where we come to a point like where you're making choices, um, where you're at the crossroads in the cycle, <laughs> mm. and that is yeah that is part of it. Um, yes, and in the small and in the big, they. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of, for example, when a group forms. Of my, my experience with improv groups or theatre groups, and you, first of all, there's that enthusiasm. You get together, and then there's sort of this finding process, and that even happens just with friendships. And then at some point, you'll find out the negative parts, you'll be and the ne- negative aspects, things you don't like so much. And where it goes from enthusiasm, euphoria to like, oh no, I'm not sure I like this. And then that's sort of the conflict stage. And then it's about whether you want to resolve that or you can resolve that or you go like, okay, this is actually not for me. I'll step out and choose a different circle of friends or circle of people that I want to be with. So you're stepping out of the cycle, which could be a group, which can be, if you look at it, it's often... It revol- they revolve around something. Like you get together in a group because you have something in common. So you leave that thing that you have in common to then find that, find something new, or maybe you've got a void for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that no. I mean, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. With you know, with team building, isn't it that you that you go through those those phases? Yeah, and you and conflict is so much part of it. And yeah. If you don't have that, then you won't be able to go to a deeper level either. So it's a necessary yeah. part. It's maybe not always the most comfortable part of the process. Yeah. But I think that's where it helps if you know that if you recognize this is part of it. Yeah. And that you 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 draw on it to yeah, to use it positively to move forward. Yeah. I also feel it's similar to culture shock when you move to a new country <laughs> as you've got the euphoria and then you realize, oh no, <laughs> this is yeah. not, not wait, it's not as great as I was hoping it to be. And knowing you just need to mm-hmm. live through that. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, if you look away, it may not help, but it's, uh, it's your mindset and your attitude which can help to get through that. But I think with dealing with it, without making it too big or it depends you need to see if it really isn't for you then you may need to leave again it often it's about acceptance too so accepting that this is the new normal yeah and then you stay and complete that cycle if you've lived abroad speaking of the new normal (laughs) 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 it this term has been used quite a lot over the last months hasn't it Yes, it has indeed. Yes, it has. But I mean, I think um, in terms of that and that knowledge of a cycle, I'm just thinking about the fact that actually how much reassurance, if you know, if you gra- if you can grasp that things are a cycle, that it helps you through the fact that you know that everything everything changes all the time. So you know when things are, you know when things are, are, are good. Yeah, it's great. Enjoy it. Da, da, da. But you know also that when things that that when things are tougher, that it's also going to pass. And this is part of the cycle, and and things will will get better. So I think the being in tune with the cycle of of how things are can be something that's a really um, helpful tool for your own, I'd say, mental health and. I mean, we see that um, 
Yeah, at the moment we're going through, I mean, it's been exactly a year now since the C word started here in Germany. And we've been through all different, you know, we're somewhere on the grand cycle of it. And there are times that that have, I'd say, that have been tougher. And then there are times that have been less tough. <laughs> and then, you know, it. it's still, we're on a bit of a spiral still, I'd say, but still, I think... Um, knowing that 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 it's changing it gives you hope that you can see a light at the end of the cycle. I find comfort in looking at history because I mean a year seems so long when you're stuck in that year. Mm-hmm. Yet looking back at other pandemics and knowing that that's how long it lasts and they got through that even without vaccinations mm-hmm. at times. So knowing that we will get out of it again and mm-hmm. we may have a different starting point like as in we won't return to the same reality that we were in before but we'll get out of the cycle of this pandemic and sometimes i just find that really useful to know that we will get out of it when it just seems mm-hmm. endless yeah Sarah, I think we should lighten the topic now with a game. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always up for a game. (laughs) Let's play a very simple one. And we start with one word. We associate with that word and we'll see when that word returns. Mm -hmm. So we basically, if the first word is apple, then we associate, associate, then we want to return to apple again at the end. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have a word? Yeah. Book. Read. Fair. Play. Theatre. Perform. Dress. Wig. Dame. Extravagant. Jewelry. Wealth. Mansion. Texas. flag war peace church bible (gasps) book (laughs) (laughs) wave with waving (laughs) speaking of games and improv you've just started an improv class, haven't you? So you're going through a learning cycle and you've broken up a sort of a routine of yours by adding something to your routine. How's that going? Yeah. um, Yeah, it's great fun, actually. Um, It was an opportunity, I thought, since we started the Grow Zone. I should obviously find other ways myself to put myself outside of my comfort zone. Um, And also... Yeah, try do something that's in a completely different field to what I'm used to. So, um, yeah, so thanks to Sarah, I started with a improv course, beginners course, and yeah, it's it's really great fun. And actually, it's been really something uh, that I feel it's it is outside of my comfort zone, but it's so much fun every week to just yeah just do that for for two hours and. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm not saying I'm not ready to describe myself as a professional, as I'm only on week tonight's week four. <laughs> but um, but it's definitely 
it's definitely really interesting seeing what we've yeah we've been doing in terms of games and picking up also I think the value of this of the skills um that we're yeah that you practice um as well as it being great fun mm. yeah yeah and something that is very much part of improv is circle cycles such as a lot of the games you play in a circle and that's been mm -hmm. interesting when you do improv on zoom that you had to find we had to find different ways of creating the circles that we create otherwise in real life and actually it's been quite easy and to do in, for, in many ways If we think back to the game we just played, starting with one word and ending with the same word, in some ways you could probably create a story with those words in between, like what transition has happened or transformation has happened to the book from beginning <laughs> to end, what journey did we go to? And it's quite satisfying when you actually trust like that's for me the biggest learning is to trust in this exercise like you you go on a mission and to wait well, we didn't plan I didn't I only had the word book at the back of my mind but I didn't mm -hmm. try and force to get to the end to book again we just yeah. let it flow or did you were you planning on getting no I didn't I didn't and funnily enough after I said a couple of things I was like oh that could have fallen afterwards I was like that could have been book but Yeah, it wasn't any, yeah, it wasn't to do with the, yeah, the plan. No, only at the end, I think, more or less at the end, I was like, oh, that could be. Yes, I think we both felt it mm -hmm. when it was there, that that was, yeah. uh, that we were, had reached the end. And that's one of the things we can take away with us, I think, from improv, like doing games like that is because mm -hmm. they are cyclical in many ways, uh, Like to trust, and with stories, to trust that there will be the end. And if you try and force the end too soon, then it'll be, it won't be satisfying. And we need to go through those things. So even a small improv game can show and sum up everything we've just spoken about. Yeah. No, I think that's really it's really interesting to hear that. And are there any are there any um, things that you would do within improv that kind of disrupt the cycle? Yes, that's in storytelling. You, the first phase is this is the everyday life. Here's so and so, and this is the person's everyday life. So this is uh, Margaret, the the local teacher. She um, spends her day days knitting and preparing lessons. And every day she will walk to school and enlighten the children. And then there's one day, that's when the conflict starts. And that's why we tell stories, because now one day something happens. One day she finds the door of the school locked. She can't go in. And because of that... She um, looks into the windows to see if anybody is in the school. And because of that, so and then you sort of continue and mm -hmm. continue until suddenly or something happens that then changes that bit, the conflict mm -hmm. or leads us. So one thing happens, one thing happens, and then there's something that will bring us back or will finish that conflict mm -hmm. Um, so that the person can then either return to their old cycle or start a new one. 
So yeah. the disruption is essential in storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it's in, that's interesting because I think then dealing with the disruption, I mean, we've talked about this in other podcasts, but actually like disruption is part of a cycle mm. and how do we deal how do we deal with that it's like dealing with change and preparing in creating like cyclical activities you kind of um yeah you're playing around with the challenges of cycles to allow the cycle to 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 continue and that's whether you're doing that on the improv stage or whether you're doing it through an activity where you're forcing people into a bit of an almost, confront- not to have a confrontation, but to have some kind of, um, you know, problem-solving task. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of part of that building of a cycle in the same way as, um, as teenagers have to make their decisions, what they're going to do on the next step of their life journey. And at every stage around the cycle, you have support to help you build those skills to navigate those like rocky waters in the cycle so I guess that's the same on their um on the on the improv stage but it's those rocky waters that actually make the cycle interesting and we need the disruption for variety and to show I think in some ways that we're still alive (laughs) if uh, because if if we only had one normal Let's yeah. say if I was just always happy, I wouldn't even know that that would be happy because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have any comparison <laughs> to <Yeah. laughs> to what yeah. it was not being happy. Yeah. So we need the disruption. Mm-hmm. And I think it links a bit with the carnival theory. You see it in so many ways. Uh, every country has got laws. And if you take Bavaria... Um, there's, of course, certain laws and regulations, and we've got carnival, fashing. That's the time where you can reverse everything. You're allowed to dress up. You're allowed to make fun of people that you're normally not allowed to make fun of. You're allowed to break out of your everyday life. And yeah. through that carnival, like where you can be crazy, that will help us then to fit back into normal everyday life for the state to uh, make sure that the laws happen. So it's also can be used as a control mechanism. Let them all break out and be a bit crazy for a day or so or a couple of days. <laughs> and then now they're, they're ready to come back. It might be a bit dark, but it's true. It happens even in small ways. They with with a group when you know you're losing their attention and when they're um, not able to work anymore you go okay everybody have a break that's mm-hmm. the disruption and then come back yeah. so yeah. Mm-hmm. it can be great and good and it can be terribly evil at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean yeah that's a good point and I mean that's all part that's all that's part of when you get to a block maybe in a cycle that you you take that those the, the step out of it and go and do something else um we've yeah. talked about that before too exactly and and how much how much disruption do you want how and i think that's again something that's very personal there's some people who won't want a lot of disruption they will want to try and force to keep their cycle and their routines the same and then there's others who are a lot more let's use the word adventurous and they need that disruption and 
I think there's a healthy yeah. balance somewhere in between, yet my healthy balance might not be the same as a healthy balance as your healthy balance, for example. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. Do you have a cycle that you're completing after this or are you beginning a new one or do you have a disruption coming up, Kerry? Well, I have, um, this evening I obviously have my improv again. So um, I'd say that's a bit of a disruption to my cycle because it's something completely different. Um, but now I guess I'm on to the fourth out of six of the, the course. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm nearly at the performing level of my <laughs> improv cycle. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. How about you, Sarah? I'm not sure if it's a disruption of my cycle or not. We're meeting up with some friends online, a Zoom meeting, a Zoom party, and we haven't seen them in a long time. So it's maybe completing a circle, a cycle in some ways. Um, yet the reason why I'm not sure if it's a disruption or not, because <laughs> Zoom gatherings are so normal, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. the real, 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 real disruption that I'm hoping for is a meeting in real person with a many, many people. Yeah, the the yeah. old normal <laughs> is now going to be a disruption of the best kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will be good to have that again. Let's finish here. Yep, sounds good. That was a yeah a very interesting cyclical discussion. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to our next podcast. And I'm also really excited, as I'm sure you are as well, Sarah, to hear feedback from all of you guys listening, because now we've released this to the, the real world. Yeah, the next stage in our cycle is to get feedback and to move forward. So it's a bit of a scary part of the cycle, maybe a bit where we might have a bit of disruption through... Um, through comments, critique, <laughs> or it might give us a bit of a boost. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, you can now actually download our podcast from all the usual channels, that is Spotify, iTunes. You can also leave us a great review if you're really happy with what you hear. If not, send us an email and let us know some suggestions for how we can improve. That's also um, good feedback as we are in the grow zone. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Grow Zone Real-Time Adventures. For more adventures and information, check out www.sarahoopner.de, The Grow Zone, or fourelements.eu.